Hi, this is Mo Oster, MISNY's Senior Vice President for Advocacy. I lead a team of lobbyists fighting for you in Albany and sometimes in Washington, D.C. We are just three weeks away from the MISNY's annual Physician Advocacy Day, which has historically taken place in Albany at the state capitol, but this year, of course, will take place via Zoom on Tuesday, March 2nd. It will essentially follow the format of previous years, where in the morning, assembled physicians will receive a legislative briefing from MISNY physician leaders and staff, but most importantly, they will get to hear from key legislative leaders on the most pressing health care issues facing the state, including, most importantly, hearing from the chairs of the Senate and Assembly Health and Insurance Committees. Physicians will have an opportunity to pose questions to these leaders about the health care challenges we currently face. After the morning program, physicians will have meetings with their local assembly members and senators that will be coordinated by their local county medical societies. If you have not done so already, please plan to set aside Tuesday, March 2nd on your calendar to participate in this important event, which you can register for through the link from MISNY's website or in our e-news today. Your involvement is critical because there is no shortage of difficult health care issues we face this year where we need the legislature to act, or in many cases, not act. In fact, the timing for our Advocacy Day is critically important, as it is just days away from when the Senate and Assembly each put forth their own budget proposals to set the stage for negotiating with the governor for a budget that is due by March 31st. Our challenges this year are immense. For example, despite the enormous sacrifices made by healthcare workers across the state, Over the last year, especially physicians, there is a disturbing proposal in the governor's proposed budget that would allow the New York State Health Department to disregard essential due process protections for physicians and would permit the Commissioner of Health to make information public about a physician against whom a complaint has been filed to the OPMC. It would also reduce the standard for imposing an interim suspension prior to the conclusion of a disciplinary proceeding. While New York's physicians, of course, share the goal of assuring the state has ample power to protect the public when the conduct of a particular healthcare provider places patients at significant risk of harm, there is already ample power under the law to immediately act when public health is threatened. Another remarkably stunning proposal in the state budget would require the nearly 17,000 physicians enrolled in the Excess Medical Malpractice Insurance Program to bear 50% of the cost of these policies. This remarkably short-sighted proposal would thrust over $50 million of new costs on the backs of our community-based physicians who have served on the front lines in responding to the pandemic. For some physicians, particularly in Long Island and New York City, this could impose a brand new cost of thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars per physician based on the specialty. We have raised the concern to the legislature that this new cost imposition would hit these practices at a time when many are already facing huge losses as a result of a significant drop in patient visits during the pandemic. And if this were not enough, we also have raised strong concerns with a series of alarming proposals in the governor's budget that would expand the scope of pharmacists and nurse practitioners. Specifically, These budget proposals would, one, permit pharmacists to order various lab tests without any oversight and without any requirement to coordinate with a patient's physician for follow-up care. Two, radically expand the physician-pharmacist collaborative drug therapy program 
to include nurse practitioners and to permit pharmacists to manage the medications provided to entire classes of patients rather than individual patients without the need for individual patient consent for this program and actually giving pharmacists the power to prescribe. And three, permitting pharmacists the power to administer any vaccination approved by the Federal Advisory Commission on Immunization Practices, or ACIP, would include any future vaccinations approved by the ACIP and which would eliminate the discretion of the legislature to then pick and choose in the future which one they believe pharmacists should be able to administer. We have let the legislature know that all of these programs taken together have the great potential to threaten patient safety and would marginalize community-based primary care and specialty care physicians' ability to continue to be able to be there to monitor or to manage their patients' ongoing care needs. You can help us out by sending a letter in opposition or tweeting at your legislators on each of these concerning measures from MISNI's Grassroots Action Center. Moreover, the links are also contained in our e-news today for all these various issues. Again, all these adverse proposals, not to mention others as well, are why you need to participate in MISNI's Virtual Advocacy Day on March 2nd. Your legislators need to hear from you why these proposals will hurt patient care delivery in New York State, particularly at this very challenging time. Turning to upcoming educational programs, please join us Wednesday, February 17th at 7.30 a.m. for our next Medical Matters program to provide a COVID-19 vaccine update, including discussing barriers to vaccine administration, which of course has been very much in the news lately. In fact, MISNI President Dr. Bonnie Litvak was quoted in a Buffalo News article today and a New York One article yesterday discussing the frustrations of community physicians in being unable to obtain vaccine doses to provide to their patients despite the many questions they're getting from their patients about this. As always, if you cannot participate in these live programs, a recording of the program will be made available on MISNI's CME site cme.misney.org, cme.misney.org, where you can also access many other public health educational programs. As I always say, I thank you very much for listening to this podcast, and thank you for your ongoing support for MISNI and your County Medical Society, and of course, most importantly, your dedication to your patients. We will speak again next week.